Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com, IWork, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today as we're live on the radio and online on Let's Talk Faith, iHeartRadio, Red Nation Rising. We are all over the place. You can hear us. We're so grateful that you're tuning in. Whether you're downloading the archives off of iWorkForHim.com or on iTunes, however you're hearing the show today, we have prayed before the show that something we say today will cause you to dig deeper into your faith as it connects what you learn on Sunday with what you're doing in your nine to five. You know, how many of us are just struggling with, well, how do, you know, I, I want to go into ministry. But you are in ministry. Your workplace, it's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. And if there's one line that was given to me from the Lord, it's that line right there, because it is so true. I spent the first 20 years of my life doing jobs and ministry outside of the nine to five. And then all of a sudden, my eyes were opened up to the fact that, wait a minute, I can be a minister during the day, too. That's really what my calling is. And the same goes for you. No matter what you do, the Lord wants to use you right where you are and to demonstrate excellence and bring glory to Him. And that's why I want you to join the I Work For Him Nation. Go out there to iWorkForHim.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag, and make the commitment to being a change agent in your workplace by praying for people, befriending people, serving people, praying with people, but all along being a person of excellence. You know, how do we know the needs of the community? How can you connect the ministries that want to meet the needs with people who actually have needs? And you all know that that's a passion for me, getting the church out of the box, out of the four walls, getting them to start wearing the soles out on their shoes. But is networking really a spiritual gift? They did this in the early church. The, they connected the needs in the community with, the, with how the church could meet them. But in the marketplace today, with the churches that we have today, how do we do it today with the fast-paced world we live in? Well, today we have the expert. The penultimate, no, that was the, the ultimate expert. Penultimate apparently was number two or three down the line. The ultimate expert in networking churches with needs. We've got Jim Morgan. He's famous around the country for his organization called Meet the Need. Jim Morgan, welcome back to I Work For Him. Great to be here. Thanks, Jim. We're excited to have you here, and I'm excited. to. to there's a lot of people listening today that missed our first show that we did a couple years ago that need to know what Meet the Need does because you guys provide a platform for helping the church get connected to the needs of the community. But before we get to that, I first want to ask, as I always do, let, let's just let's just make it 
clear. When did the Lord make it clear to you that your workplace was your ministry place? You know, it's probably back when I was first coming out of business school, going into management consulting. And, and consulting is an interesting kind of business because you're not really selling any kind of products. It's really you you're selling. And so therefore, it becomes very kind of political. What you say is very important. How you act is very important. But I'm sure I overstepped my bounds a lot as a Christian in that very political space, talking about a taboo topic of religion and wear my faith on my sleeve and became you know, kind of a person that was interesting as you share your faith and people know that what you believe. When times get tough and, and things get difficult for people, illness or divorce, they come to you. And so even though it was kind of, I pushed the bounds and got in trouble a couple times, got counseled a couple times about being too vocal about my <laughs> faith, I, I still ended up being the person that people did come to, even those who were kind of coaching me on that. How do we get the church, the body of Christ, not the church four walls church, how do we get the body of Christ who most of the time occupies the four walls of the church, how do we get them connected to the actual needs of the community? And we've like locally, there's an organization that specializes in that, Faith Tampa Bay. We had them on a couple of months ago. But Jim Morgan took this idea of how do we help the church connect the needs in the communities, and he has done it on a global scale with a piece of soft, well, you're going to hear, I don't want to give it away. I don't want to give it away. But it's unbelievable. So we're talking today with Jim Morgan from Meet the Need. And, and I got to tell you, I, I have met people, as you've listened to the show, if you've listened to the show for a long time, you know we have people on the air from all over the country all the time. They all know Jim Morgan. Jim Morgan is more famous than Donald Trump. Everybody knows about him. Certainly in the Christian organization world, Jim Morgan is a guy. Not that he wants to be famous because he's sitting in the studio with me in shorts just like I am, which is just fantastic because you know what? In Florida, where we're broadcasting from, it's 80, and it's ridiculously hot in January. And I'm sorry to all of those of you that I know have below zero temperatures and snow and ice. I'm jealous. But anyway, Jim Morgan, as you look at, you, you learned the young in age that your workplace could be a mission field. Who taught you that, though? Who told you? Because I've only heard one sermon series. I've been going to church all my life. I only heard one sermon series. It was just two years ago that somebody actually said that from the pulpit, that my workplace was my mission field. How did you get this? You know, I never really considered my faith to be a private matter. I think I've met a lot of people who consider it to be in certain situations it to be a private matter and to be kept to themselves. But I never really considered that to be the case. I think you are supposed to be vocal about your faith and, and share uh, what you believe wherever you are. And so I never really believed, no matter where I was, workplace or not, it, it didn't matter where I was. Okay, but you know I'm a pretty vocal guy. So, I mean, it's not like I was a quiet guy, because even in Minnesota, though, in Minnesota, it is one of those just given things, hey, you're, um, you know, religion's a private matter. But I was never talking about religion anyway. I and mean, we were talking about a relationship, and up there in Minnesota, lots of religion going on. But it was, I just, nobody ever said, I kept thinking, in order to be really significant in the kingdom, I need to go to seminary, I need to become a pastor. I didn't realize that as a business owner, I was a pastor. I, I didn't know. I'm just trying to figure out who told you, because you were way ahead of the game. You know, I still can't trace it back, but I can tell you this, though, that even in my neighborhood, I consider myself the pastor of my neighborhood. I consider myself the pastor in, my, in business of whatever company I was in, whoever I worked for. I consider myself to be that individual that needs to uh, stand out and, and look, even even look for and go seeking those who maybe having trouble. You can figure out who they are. You can you can get out of people 
what they're going through if you ask a few questions. And as you do, you find out that they're going through real struggles. And so you begin to be somebody they can confide in and, and share things with. And you, and you keep those things in confidence. And then you turn around and, and you know, help as you can. And at some point, it becomes very uh, clear when you can share your faith with those people. Hmm. I, I love that God laid that on your heart so young uh, because I, I, I feel bad about my behavior in business the first 20 years of my business life. So I'm grateful that God rescued you so you don't have to feel bad. I picked a Bible, ver- a Bible verse today for our conversation, Titus 3.14. And, 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 and our people, here, here's what it says. Our people must learn to do good by meeting the urgent needs of others. Then they will not be unproductive. Meet the need. You're a business guy. You're a business consultant how did you, where did how did starting meet the need even where did it come from? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was at a, a big church to be unnamed uh, up in Atlanta, and is that I, because it's a really bad church? No, you it's, name it's it? a great church. It's Good just plug. I don't okay. It's <laughs> you don't want to plug the. It's church. a story that it's not it's not in it's not at all indicting the church. It's a great church. It, it still is, but my story was that I was there uh, looking to do more than just work in consulting. I was. On the weekends versus just playing golf with the guys and and things like that, I wanted to see if I could do something to make a difference in the community during the the weekends when I was back in town for my consulting road trips. And I asked this big church, you know, where could I plug in? What in Atlanta is needed? You know, what are the needs in Atlanta? And here's my skills, here's my interests, my passions, you know, what can I go do? And they kind of said, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> they said at first, they said, well, you know, we need greeters and ushers and child care workers. I said, great, love to, but I'm thinking about the homeless and, and the you know, orphans and things like that. You know, where can I plug in? And they said, well, we're doing events in September, you know, backpacks for the kids. We're doing things in November at Thanksgiving and to feed some families. And, and, you know, but I said, well, I'm back in town next weekend. Where can I go plug in? And they didn't have answers. And that concerned me. Here I am as a consultant solving these kind of problems for corporations, realizing the church doesn't have these kind of answers. And that's part of the battle is getting in front of pastors and just reintroducing the idea that the church, the body of Christ, was meant to meet the needs of the community, not the government, for crying out loud. It was the church, not the government that God set up to meet those needs. We're talking today with Jim Morgan from Meet the Need. Jim, one of the things that I have seen the church struggle with, and I, when I say the church, okay, the four walls church, the body of Christ, there are everybody, every church is surrounded by a community because they're usually in the middle of communities. That's just part of what they do. They got buildings in communities. And yet it is amazing as I meet people all over Tampa Bay is they don't even know people in the church. The people in the, in the houses surrounding the church, they've never even been called on. They, nobody's touching them. How did you come up with this idea that you were, I mean, what did the Lord lay on your heart to say, okay, the church needs to be, have, they need help connect, being connected to the needs in their own community? You know, it really started once I asked that church where I could plug in and they couldn't answer that question for me. It got me doing some research. It doesn't take a long time to figure out that Jesus's model himself, you know, was almost always to heal and feed and then to say who he was. And one thing I often talk about in speeches that I give oftentimes to rooms full of pastors is that you're not going to out-preach Jesus, that he had the perfect words. And 
if we're going to lead with words and not compassion, then we're trying in a, in a way to outpreach him. We think we can say things that somehow, I mean, he knew he was, he was, people would not listen to what he had to say unless he showed them who he was and his love and compassion, his heart. Right. And then they'd listen in, then they'd tune in. And so we now think folks will just tune in because of what we say and not precede that, those words, with acts of compassion. Yeah, we're all business people. Okay, we're not all business people. Most people have been in a workplace, and we've all heard it said, hey, people listen to 85% of what you do and maybe 5% of what you say, and then the other 10%, well, it's just up for grabs. I mean, people don't, they always want, I mean, growing up, you know, your parents would say, um, I know what you're saying with your lips, but your attitude doesn't match it. Or, or some other fancy, you're from the South, didn't they have a fancy line for life? You well, know, people don't care what you know until they know you care. There you go. There is a great line. And see, and if the, how does it that the church is struggling to understand that? It's, it's hard to figure, but I, we have a theory and we blog about this and we have eBooks and, and workbooks about this, but we really think that in some way, shape, or form, the church has redefined itself and, quote-unquote, its customer, that the church played a very different role. When the church was the food bank, it was the homeless shelter for 1,900 years, Yeah, we got that role. We understood that. And somehow that's changed the last you know few decades. What's changed? You look at a company, you know, a corporation has got um, its customers are external, its employees are internal, and you define the company as its you know, staff and the buildings and things like that. But a church is not like that. You don't define the church as the staff and the buildings. It's the members. And mm-hmm. so the customers are outside. The members now become more like employees. They're insiders. They're with you. They're on the team to go after the real customer. But now we've, we've run the risk of defining churches as the staff and let the members became, feel like their customers being placated, not being challenged to go after that real customer. But the, I think part of that was driven by we built walls around the church. I mean, the early church didn't have walls. It was a church without walls. Not the church without walls that's here in Tampa, but it was a church without walls. And, and so it was actively involved in the community. Meeting people's houses was all over the place. And then we put walls and we, 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 we bring people into a sanctuary where they're hidden from all the other problems of the world. And, and we isolate ourselves. But you've perfected in this meet the need of connecting the body of Christ with the needs in the community. And one of the ministries that you've helped do that is Metropolitan Ministries, correct? That's right. All right, we've got Scott Bedrosian from Metropolitan Ministries on the line to kind of share a little bit about that. Scott Bedrosian, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thank you very much. It's a real pleasure to be here. And to, um, Hi, Jim. I know you're out there someplace. Oh, oh he's, yeah, he's right here with me. Go ahead and say hi, hi Scott. Good. Good. Thanks and for joining. Says, um, welcome to, to, to brag a little bit on Meet the Need and all, the, all they've done for us in Tampa Bay. Well, talk to us about how you even found out about Meet the Need. I mean, everybody knows about Metropolitan Ministries because you feed people. But how did you find out about need, uh, Meet the Need? Well, I, I had been here at the ministries about two months back in 2009. And um, lo and behold, appeared on my calendar a meeting with a guy named Jim Morgan. And um, it, it was kind of a life-changing meeting, to be very honest. Jim came in with a vision. Um, he told us his story of, of, of what he was hoping to do within the body of Christ and how to get people rallied around um, organizations like us. And, and that vision and that dream um, really spoke to me and spoke to our ministry, and we realized that there was a good um, place where we could um, work together to um, accomplish his vision and accomplish ours. So what exactly do you use, or how exactly do you utilize the services of Meet the Needs? Well, initially, um, I was 
I was working in the volunteer arena, and so um, that was kind of the area that he was starting out in '09. Um, but that quickly grew, and we went um, into the events management module. Um, but where the real bread and butter for us today happens to be in the shared case management, where we're able to um, register families for some of our larger holiday events and to um, track them year to year and, and also to deconflict um, what we're doing with some of the other larger ministries in the area. That's um, really proved worthwhile for us. So how did work, I mean, I find it amazing that Metropolitan Ministries needed help connecting because everybody knows about you guys, but obviously everybody doesn't know about you guys. But I know that you need volunteers. I know that you need you need help all the time. How did working along, I mean, utilizing the services of Meet the Need, how did that impact Metropolitan Ministries here in Tampa Bay? Uh, initially, um, and again, I was kind of new at the time, but when we would get 100 or 200 calls a day and, and 100 emails a day, we weren't able to field them. And, and so um, we could work day and night and hire additional staff, and that's what we did at times. But we just weren't able to accommodate all the folks that wanted to come here. So in many cases, we had the volunteers. We just couldn't um, you know, direct their calls and respond to them. Uh, Meet the Need allowed us to um, consolidate our, our resources, to focus in on the most um, critical issues at the moment. And then um, for the larger general volunteer population, um, they, would able, they were able to go online without our um, direct assistance to sign up and to um, register and, and get engaged in that manner. Um, and then what quickly happened is as I started speaking with other organizations, uh, finding out that they were also um, kind of joining the bandwagon, so to speak, and getting involved with Meet the Need, we started deconflicting our, our client list. And, and we were able to then start helping. I got to stop it. So Scott, I got to stop it. What does deconflicting mean? I mean, just explain that to me. Well, what, what would generally happen is that that um, families, um, some that are that are in the most critical need um, stages of their of their lives, will go to multiple organizations asking for assistance. And it's not that they don't need that assistance, but very often um, ministries like our like our own have limited resources to be able to help people. And so we want to be able to help as many folks as we can. And so if a, if a family perhaps has, has come to us and they've come to another organization um, seeking help, um, we would know that to meet the need because we're all using basically the same uh, piece of software. That's really cool. Now let me ask this question then, Scott. You saw it help you, how it helped you here in the Tampa Bay area. How did you share that with the ministry people? That I mean, Metropolitan Ministries is in lots of cities, correct? Um, actually, no. Um, we are we are um, in a number of locations in Tampa Bay, but we are we are just local to this area. All, okay, but there's organizations like yours in other parts of the country, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. have you ever spread the word about Meet the Need to those other organizations that you're like-minded with in other big cities and big areas? Every one of them, actually. Um, we are constantly being called upon by other organizations that, that that hear of us and they come out and they visit us and tour us. And and one of the things we always point to is that you need to be um, engaged with the, with your clients and your customers. And in this case, um, in the 21st century, you need to be online. Um, we were an organization buried in paper. Uh, we aren't any longer. We were an organization that could not speak the same language as millennials. We're not any longer. Um, Meet the Need enabled us to reach that population in a manner that they felt comfortable, and we, we are very quick to share that with other people. Scott Bedrosian with Metropolitan Ministries, thank you so much for being willing to share the impact and how you utilized it. I, I love the fact that, that you were willing to share it. How do people find out more about your ministry? What's your website? Well, 
Well, the easiest way is our website, correct, uh, metromen.org. Um, very simple. There's a volunteer button, how you get involved, a donate button. That's all there. Um, we just really appreciate the, the, the um, community rallying around us, and we would also endorse heavily them rallying around Jim Morgan Meet the Need. Uh, an absolutely terrific, terrific ministry in and of itself. Metromen.org. I really appreciate it, Scott. Thanks for coming on I Work For Him today. Thanks, gentlemen. Have a blessed weekend. All right. So, Jim, what I like best of what Scott said is that you helped him be more efficient and effective in the ministry that they were called to do. That's pretty cool. It is. I mean, you think about they were founded by 13 churches, Metropolitan Ministries was, a long time ago. And they had found that they kind of lost touch with those 13 kind of founding churches and, and more churches besides that. So how do you not just with the churches that you're founded by, but also the ministries around town. How do you coordinate, like what Scott said, the families that you're working with so you don't duplicate efforts I love and better that. stewardship? I've never heard de-conflicting before. That's a very polite way of saying, hey, make sure they're not all going to the, they're going to the trough at way too many places. And that does happen. You think about Toys for Tots. We do a lot of Toys for Tots drives also, too, and you've got families getting booked by schools, uh, by charities, by churches for the same drive to get you know, toys or, or to get food or turkeys at Thanksgiving, and they're getting, you know, more than than their share because other f- folks are getting left behind and not they're good getting at marketing their share. Themselves. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. So when you look at Meet the Need, now, were you a software developer before this? You said you were a management consultant. Yeah, my consulting was strategy consulting. Strategy so I, consulting. I hired really smart people to do development. I still do. Well, I, okay, I get that. But this is a pretty sophisticated piece of software. I mean, you're talking about we're, you've got a whole bunch of organizations all sharing it so that they don't so they don't conflict, but you've got all these other pieces that it does for them. This is very sophisticated. It's a complete suite of charitable softwares. We have things, like Scott was saying, event management software, volunteer management software, uh, case management, tracking, drive scheduling software. It's, it's taken us a couple million dollars to build it all over the course of a long time, and then we give it away for free. Cause we're, Wait, what was that four-letter word you just said and I work for him? Is that free? Free. So <laughs> for ministries out there that want to be part of Meet the Need and be touching the needs of their community, they can get access to your software for free. That's it. That's right. So the price is free. Correct. So why wouldn't they get involved? You told me one reason off the air, because they don't want to share information with other people. That was one one reason, because churches are paranoid about sharing information with other people? That that can be. I think the other reason is that they just want to do their, their own thing. Their own thing. They like to do their own thing, their own way, and that idea of collaboration is not as attractive to them. Collaboration. Song. But understand, Body of Christ that's listening to I Work For Him today, collaboration is the exponential growth factor of the church in the United States of America. All right. We're talking today with Jim Morgan from Meet the Need, meettheneed.org. If you are part of a ministry organization, if you are part of a church, and if you're listening to this show, more than likely you're part of a church, how do you get connected with the needs of the people in the community? How do you do it efficiently, effectively? Jim Morgan, you've got this software package, and it's a four-letter word. What is that word again? Free. Free. Okay. So ministry organizations can get involved with you, and you've got one calling in right now from Modesto, California. Modesto, California. We've got on the line Michael Douglas, not that Michael Douglas, from Modesto, California, Advancing Vibrant Communities. Michael, welcome to I Work For Him. 
Uh, great to join you. Thank you for the invitation. Well, I just uh, one of the biggest things is I want I want people to hear when I've got ministries on the air that are making an impact in the kingdom. And I know Jim Morgan with Meet the Need and the software that they've done in connecting the body of Christ with the needs of the community. I know it's a huge deal. How did you hear about Meet the Need? Yeah, it was an interesting story. Uh, what we do, we're an independent ministry, and what we do is research needs in the community and then present those to local congregations and other ministries so that they can get people out into the community to serve. So we were looking for a uh, database to track those needs, track the volunteers who are meeting the needs, and we had this idea of, wouldn't it be great if we could put that information up on the websites of the different congregations and other ministries that we serve? So we went out to bid on that idea some 15 years ago, and and it was like $32,000 to start talking about it, a quarter of a million to start thinking about it, which was way beyond what our annual budget was anyway, so we can't do that. I went to a Mission America conference, and uh, Jim Morgan presented this thing, and I, my jaw dropped. I said, this is, is exactly what we were looking for, except on steroids. I mean, this was like a hundred times better than what we were even thinking. And it was just a God thing. Uh, we, we jumped all over that right away. And, and uh, really, meetthenee.org has, has revolutionized what we do. Michael, now, when you heard Jim Morgan from Meet the Need talking about this and, and your jaw dropped, what did you expect to pay to get access to a software package like that? Well, actually, I was a little bit afraid of what, of what that might cost and, and what he said. Wait, wait, you know, wait, 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 wait. Just don't, don't go there yet. It's okay. So how much, I want you to answer my question. How much did you expect to have to pay to get access to incredible software like this? What did you think? Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I thought at the minimum we were looking at half a million dollars at least. And then when Jim Morgan drops that four-letter word in front of an entire Christian congregation, then what did you do? Yeah, well, I, I pretty much needed uh, cardiopulmonary resuscitation at that point. I, I could not believe that. But, uh, and, and yet, you know, God is so faithful. Kingdom financiers had, had provided the uh, the means to do that, and I, I was just bowled over. And so we we got connected right away, and, and Jim is just wonderful to work for. Tanya Nichols is so helpful, and, and uh, we got on board right away, and, and uh, we, we haven't looked back. It, as I said before, it really revolutionized what we do. And it doesn't cost us anything. Now, that said, uh, we try to give back as we can. We're, we're small. We have big impact, but we're structurally small. So we try to give back uh, some every year. It's not required, but, you know, we feel that we, we try to give back as we can. But uh, it, to get into it, it, it it's, it's free. And uh, I, I am telling you, uh, you know, a pastor and, and as a, a nonprofit president, CEO, this will revolutionize your ministry if you have a heart for the community. Well, That's all about getting into the community and serving. Well, and, and I love that. And getting the body of Christ to meet the needs of the community, that's how we bring people to Christ. And that's, I mean, Jesus said, listen, you got to feed them, you got to clothe them, you got to house them. Then you can share the, the message with them. But Jesus, we got we, we to gotta meet the need first, and then we can tell them why we're meeting that need. That's why I love the name, Jim Morgan. That's a great name, Meet the Need. So but when you found out it was free, did you ever go back and thank God on your knees that he rescued you from never wasting a dollar in software development? Listen, we thank God immediately, and we continue to. 
Uh, and, and one of the most beautiful things about meetthenee.org, Jim, is, you know, we're, we're sort of an anomaly uh, in, in, in this type of business. We, we in, in terms of meet the need, we don't exactly fit in, in the nonprofit. We don't exactly fit in. We're, we're kind of a hybrid in the way we approach what we do. And Meet the Knee has bent over backwards to help us customize and and uh, and meet our need in order to meet the needs of the community. And so uh, when I first looked at it, I said, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. And I got to talking to Jim and to Tanya over there. And I'm telling you, they, they just do everything they can to make it work for you, uh, whatever ministry direction you have. And uh, again, I... Let me ask. I really resonate with Jim and his whole thing about you know the church in America has turned inward over the past couple of decades. Our mission is to get it out back into the community and, as you say, start meeting needs as an entree to evangelism. We need to blow up the walls of the church, not literally, but not physically, but literally. We need to blow the walls off the doors of the church because it is it is. It is incredible how closed-minded we've gotten and missing them. Churches are surrounded by needs, and most of the church people don't even know that those needs are there. So let me ask this last question, Michael Douglas, from, from Modesto, California, Advancing Vibrant Communities. How did using the Meet the Needs software help your ministry become more efficient and more effective? Right out the gate, we were able maybe to handle uh, seven to ten needs at a time in terms of the primitive database that I had done myself, and I'm not a programmer. It was very primitive. Uh, and we went from that from uh, to today where uh, any given day we have between 250 to, to 400 needs online. We keep them up for uh, a period of, of three months, and then we take them off if they're not getting met. But uh, And that information now is shared with any congregation, any ministry. We even have some secular agencies that are asking to, to put those needs up on, on their websites. And the beauty is their people don't have to leave their website. It's a pain for people to have to come to our website in order to meet a need. No, you know, you can be on your own website, whatever your congregation or your ministry is or your organization is, and it's all right there. All our research is right there, and we're perfectly fine about being anonymous in the, in the, uh, in the process. For example, if you're from First Baptist Church and one of your congregants goes to your website and they're carrying our, uh, our research needs there, they don't even need to know that Advancing Vibrant Communities is involved with it. We just want to get that person connected with that non-believer in, in, in need. So we're, uh, you know, when we don't worry about who gets the credit and, and we're all about getting people into the community to serve, I'm telling you, meetthenee.org is, is your answer to it. And I, I, just, I just can't thank Jim enough for all he's done for us and for really revolutionizing what we do. Michael Douglas with Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California. Thanks so much for being on I Work For Him. Give a plug for your website before we go. Yeah, thank you. It's kind of long. It's VibrantCommunities.org. VibrantCommunities.org. All right, thanks so much, Michael, for calling in today. All the way from California, we pray for you guys all the time. Thanks. We need it. All right, see you later. Jim, you couldn't ask for two different people to give better testimonials on how your software from Meet the Need, which is, as he just, I mean, I didn't, I didn't prep him. I'd never talked to Michael Douglas before, but he made my point. You developed software that cost you several million dollars. 
He had already researched. He knew it was going to cost him a quarter million dollars to even start the project. And anybody that ever hears those, anybody like you and me who've been in business, when you hear that, well, yeah, a quarter of a million on a conservative side, you know that project's going to blow up and destroy your life. You know it. Just because when you started this, did you think it was going to cost you two million to develop this? No, God's got a sense of humor. He <laughs> Yes, he does. He unveils things gradually, and next thing you know, you're in something very deep, but he initially doesn't tell you all the things involved with getting it started. But how it used to be that, you know, Bob down the street and Jack down the street and Betty down the street and Jane down the street, yes, those all are names from the 50s, they're all doing their own thing, developing their own thing because they think they got to do their own thing, their own database thing to track things, and, and it, all, it costs them all money, and it's just an okay product. Whereas today... Meet the need can can meet that software need for any ministry organization around. Are you capable? Can, does this work in other countries or does this work in the U.S.? No, we're actually working a lot in Canada, South Africa, uh, done some things in Brazil. It's going global now. It's been U.S. based mostly. So you interpreted into Portuguese for Brazil? We, we did, did actually. You did? Portuguese. No yes. kidding. Yes. Wow. That was, I mean, in Canada, all you had to do was add the word A at the end of every sentence. There, no, that. Nobody's calling in laughing. Don't call in from Canada and complain. I grew up in Minnesota, so I could say that. All right, so I'm okay. The audience is going crazy with laughter. It's it's amazing. All right, Jim Morgan, we're talking about meet the need. Let's talk about you. Your software produces there does several different things. It doesn't just well, I'm not going to say it doesn't just it doesn't just connect the church up with the communities, but you're doing all this other stuff. I mean, it does lots of different things, and I'm not sure I even get it all, but I studied it on the website, so at least I wrote it down so I can ask you questions. The Mobilizing Connect, the volunteer manager. Talk about that. What's that do? Well, like Michael was saying a minute ago, the important thing there is that if you are, let's say you're a ministry and you're looking at an agency and you're looking for help, how would you go about without a meet the need, sharing those needs with for volunteers with local churches or even businesses? And it may be emails or phone calls or newsletters, things like that. You may get a response. You may get no response. You may get, you know, way too many people, you know, or way too few. And so this is a very controlled way, and like Michael said, to put this need into not just a website, but the individual websites of each church, each business. And so it's on their own terms that that church or business presents those needs to their members or employees. The effectiveness, though, in a community— is getting lots of ministries to do this together because it's I, I'm guessing based on what I my very simple knowledge of meet the need is if there's just two churches in a community of a million people using meet the need there's a lot of unmet needs and there's not a lot of coordination going on give me a for instance in Modesto California where Michael Douglas just called in from advancing vibrant communities where you can find him online at vibrantcommunities.com or org what was it org org all right how many ministries in Modesto, California are using Meet the Need? I don't know the exact number. Just but give me an about. Yeah, probably ministry-wise, probably not churches. Okay. Just ministries. Well, no, give me, well, churches are ministries too. Well, true. If you cl- include them. Churches and, we're talking and probably, independent ministries. Probably 200 to 300. <sighs> That's a big number. Okay. Now, let's bring it to Tampa Bay. So for everybody listening live here on the radio in Tampa Bay, how many churches and ministries are involved here in Tampa Bay using the Meet the Need software? It's, it's a smaller number, probably around 75 or so. Okay. Now, Tampa Bay has 4 million people in Tampa Bay. Modesto, California has how many people? Don't know. Okay. Well, maybe we... All right. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Joe's going to look that one up. Okay. So 
75. Okay, everybody listening today live in Tampa Bay or listening to this bo- the podcast later on, get your church, get them to go out to meet the need. Get this people. Jim, what was that number? How much was it going to cost again for churches to use this software? It's still free. It's free. It's zero dollars, and it will help you be more efficient and effective. How would you like your church budget to be efficient and effective? That's what this is all about, in meeting the needs of your community. You want to transform your world for Jesus Christ? Meet the needs of the community. Modesto, California has 200,000 people. Oh, my God. They have 10%. uh, uh, They have 200-plus churches in Modesto, California participating with 200,000 people in Tampa Bay. They only have 75. Come on, people. If you're listening in Tampa Bay, I want you to go home. I want you to send an email to your pastors, every one of them, and the ministries that you are passionate about here in Tampa Bay, and say, have you heard about Meet the Need? You should be using that software. Did you know it's free? It's transforming the effectiveness and the efficiency of ministries around the globe. Why aren't you using it? And then sign your name and say, if you want to know more, just talk to Jim Brangenberg for my work for him. And we just, we'll take care of this. It's just fantastic. Meettheneed.org. All right, Jim. You got four minutes, so talk fast. So we talked about mobilizing and connecting, volunteer management. Then you got managing events, the event management piece. Really quick, what, what do you do there? Because, I mean, you're doing event management now? You know, a good example of that is Feed the Bay here in Tampa. It's a neat event where you've got 30 churches that uh, will break services early. And people go out to grocery stores and buy groceries and fill up 18-wheelers to take that food out to different food banks and, and stock the food banks for months at a time. So... But without Meet the Need, it was kind of, you know how it goes, right? The events, at our, at our foyer, we have a sign-up sheet, and we'll go tackle this grocery store. We'll tackle this food bank, and we'll all divide and conquer. We'll wear our T-shirts. We'll divide and conquer. With Meet the Need, you've got the same needs on multiple different church websites. And so you have different congregations, not denominations, at the same location working side-by-side side to, to fill those needs, to, to be there collaboratively as a body of Christ, and that kind of unity isn't possible without some kind of a platform There's that word to again. facilitate that. Collaboratively. Ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus established the church, collaboratively was one of the words he used. It's between the lines. But he wanted us to work together. No, he did. It was between the lines because he used the word unity. You can't have unity if you're not working collaboratively. And you won't have the exponential impact on the kingdom if we're not working collaboratively. Okay. This is exciting, Jim, because you're tackling one of the biggest obstacles in the church today. One of the reasons why we lost the culture battle on marriage is because we stopped engaging the community. We stopped loving the community with food and with clothing and with meeting their needs and housing needs. We stopped loving the community from within the walls of the church. There's still one more thing I want to highlight, the international missions. How does Meet the Needs software impact international missions? Well, it's, there's two things. So one is that we can help churches here in the U.S. to manage their missions work overseas and get folks involved in missions work, you know, medical missions or whatever it may be. We can get help that church manage and, and facilitate that work. The second thing we do, of course, is we go other countries, and Methany is being, being used in other countries to manage their local missions work, to get their cities, wherever it may be, South Africa, wherever, to get those cities, uh, those churches, those charities uh, more collaborative again. And when you talk about South Africa, I'm thinking, wow, okay, there's the needs are even greater there and the money is even tighter there. So you're helping them to be more efficient, more effective. And really what you're doing is you're taking kingdom dollars and you're multiplying them because you're coordinating an effort in a collaborative way. 
That's really cool. Did you ever envision this when you started this, however many years ago? I mean, God, God has done things with this I never imagined. I mean, even now, you don't, I don't know if you know about this, but we're actually working with Feeding America, and we built the world's, the country's largest food rescue system. So Panera Breads and, and Starbucks and places like that, restaurants and farms at night when they throw their food away, now it doesn't get tossed anymore. It actually gets redirected to agencies and shelters that need that food that next day before it expires. So there's such a, you know, it's a 22 billion pounds of food that are dumped every year that could be an 8.8 billion pounds. 22 billion 22 pounds? billion pounds are dumped. 8.8 billion is the food gap in America. So that's less than half of that could solve our hunger problem in the U.S. and meet the needs on the forefront of facilitating that con- those connections. Jim Morgan with meettheneed.org. Check it out. There's no excuses anymore, people. The church has a tool for meeting the needs of the community. Thanks, Jim. When we come to the end of another incredibly fast-moving I Work For Him radio program, thanks for listening. Check out meettheneed.org. Meettheneed.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. I figured out that my workplace, it's my mission field. But ultimately, I work for him.